why we look so pretty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got showered, cleaned up. Got your scarf on. I wish I'd I got the scarf. Chris's. Why is there a story to everything? There's got to be one. There is not. You ask me any question. You can <laughs> ask me about anything, and there is a story. These plants, there is a story. Those mm-hmm. books and the way they're arranged, there's a story. <sighs> Chloe's calling on my FaceTime, and there's definitely a story. <laughs> you can talk to her. I can go make coffee. Hey, honey. <laughs> there she is. It's the birthday girl. Hi, Chloe. Happy birthday. Hello. 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 Testing. One, two. Testing. Testing. One, two. It is Chloe Rose Bays, <laughs> our correspondent from Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And it's her 24th birthday today. 24 years old. It's rotation around the sun in our solar system. Yeah. All right. We're going to get back to film this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. What is your favorite Christmas tradition? Uh-oh. I really like to make gingerbread houses. Yeah. But I hate the stupid ass lighting that they give you. And the only correct way to do gingerbread houses is with a glue gun, a hot glue gun. Okay. And just don't eat it. Oh, yeah. Well, who needs a gingerbread house anyways? We're just letting people know. It's like a PSA. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to let you go. We're going to get back to Fireway. I love you. Can I rent Step Brothers on your Amazon account? Do you have my Amazon account? Your Amazon Prime is logged in on my TV. You can rent Step Brothers for your birthday. Okay. I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Yes. Here's $6 for your 24th birthday. Welcome to Fire Away, the podcast where we talk about things that make us laugh and things that make us human. We are Matt Bays and Leslie Robbins, and today we're going to talk about... Is a kiss for you? Christmas movies? The true meaning of Christmas. Barn, swaddling clothes, mooing cow. Humility, authenticity. Hey, and we're talking actual hey, not hey, girl. Hey. We're going to talk about flying drummers and their place in the genealogy of Jesus. We talk about being judgy. We talk about being lazy. Lazy in fear. Leslie has an aha moment. Yes. So let's get into it. We should record our intro first and then make ourselves adhere to it. Okay. I'm kidding. It will never work. No. (laughs) I was going to go with it. You know me. I think it's one of Chris's favorite things about this podcast. He's like, he's told so many people. It's like kind of brilliant because they talk about whatever the hell they want to talk about. And then at the end, they record the intro as if they started they had that a way. plan. Yeah. <laughs> so we're letting you in on some behind the scenes at Fire Away. For those of you who think that we record the intro and then go into all this stuff, we don't. We talk about whatever the damn hell we want. Yes. And then at the end, we record the intro. We try to remember what it was that we talked about. <laughs> we try hard. Those of you who are watching YouTube with us today um, will notice that the last two episodes, all I've done is play with my chin hair. You did? I mean, a million times. I just said, can you feel it right now? Not, no, because I tweezed it all this morning. Good for you. But it, once you know, it's there. Sparklers, those of you with mm-hmm. beard hair like me and Duck Dynasty, let's not know call that it beard hair. You just feel it and then it, you cannot let it go. It's just there forever and you just sit and touch it. So, I know plenty of people who have let it go. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. That has let it all go. Yes. No, no, no. We go mm-hmm. after it as if it's a full time job. 
my ear hair, I have been known to be sitting there feeling, <laughs> exactly. feeling and picking and feeling and picking. But you're not recording a podcast for all the hundreds of people that watch. <laughs> watch you do it. <laughs> I think you get older. Like I've been picking ear hair for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it showed up sometime around 40. But you kind of get to a point where you just don't give a shit. Yeah, I know. So it's like, you're all watching me. And I know you're thinking, is he picking ear hairs? And I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I might blow a fart in a minute. (laughs) We'll see. Well, you know what I mean? Definitely when I'm 60, I'll fart in Target and be like, yeah, all in a day. That was for you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Did I tell you about a family member that used to like fart out loud and go, there's a kiss for you. (laughs) I thought it was the stupidest thing I ever heard. Literally everyone standing around was completely appalled. And I was rolling. I thought, because he said it like he was a gangster. Yeah. Like there's a kiss for you. I would have laughed too, for sure. I mean, that's funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Anyway. That's what this episode is called. There's a kiss for you. (laughs) We'll see the title and be like, and then listen to it and be like, yikes. With poop emoji. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our like anchor where we record said that we're like in the top 84% of comedy podcasts. Um, in our uh, recordings. Give me one of these. Little dust in the shoulders. Cause on, we're awesome dust in the shoulders. And on that note, we quit. <laughs> we'll show you. You Bye. give us anything below an A minus and we're out of here. <laughs> There's a kiss for you. All right. Oh, I was going to tell you that I heard the other day, you know, um, people will say axe, use the word axe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I heard something wonderful about this that was really interesting because I've always reserved judgment for that. But I, in my mind, I've always thought, why? But it was an article about that that said African-American people, that is the way they say it. And it feels like home to them. It's not anything strange. And they said, we all do it. And then they started pointing out words. Like when they said it, I was like, oh shit. And I've never thought about it. And they're like, it's said wrong. And I'm trying to think of what one of the words was. Comfortable. That was it. That's the word. Comfortable? Comfortable. And what's wrong with that? Comfortable. Think about it. How do you spell it? Comfortable. Comfortable. And we say comfortable. They're like, you reverse the T and the R. That's true. It's comfortable. We say comfortable. Yeah. Same thing. It's just a language. It's how it develops. It means nothing. Right. You know. So good and true. I never even thought of it. I know. I, I, I found that helpful. Let's dial down the judgment. Yeah. But listen, right now, I've been judgy lately. Softly and tenderly, Jesus, Jesus is calling. <laughs> okay, what's up? Bring oh, it to the altar. Oh, sinner, come home. When I go to the altar, I like to have one person on either side of me with their <laughs> arms around me. And then one person in front of me speaking the truth of Jesus to me. Absolutely, you do. Yes. 
when I get saved. I listened to Leslie Jordan gives a lead and I need to send it to you because it's magical. Of course. Magical. Yeah. And he talks about how he grew up Southern Baptist and was saved or baptized like 17 times. You know, he's like, Lord, I've been baptized in creeks, swimming pools, other places. And he said, and, and you know, Southern Baptists are once saved, always, always saved. saved. No matter yeah. what you do, you're saved forever. He said his mama kept saying, honey, you're saved. Why do you keep doing this? He goes, but I just felt like nothing could get me clean. <laughs> it's a great lead. Sobercast. Look up Leslie Jordan. If you're Mm -hmm. looking for a good podcast, I think his lead is about 30 minutes, maybe 35, Mm -hmm. something like that. But it is completely entertaining and wonderful. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I was saying I've been judgy and Mm -hmm. I have been judgy Mm -hmm. because when I get in space where I feel out of control, I just try to control everything around me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a super controlling person, honestly. I'm really not. (laughs) Okay. Like, Like, I like my things a certain way, but I'm not like a, if you're like, can we meet tomorrow? I don't feel like doing it tonight. I'll be like, all right, it's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, that way, or like where we're going on vacation or when we're leaving or where we're eating or what movie we're seeing. I don't really care that much. So I'm not controlling in that way. Right. But, but but I do like my things a certain way. Case in point. (laughs) My pocket. Yes. Yes. That is true. Okay. So in my work, I'm yes. a perfectionist. Yes. Yes. And Nothing I do tend to be it. in the rest of my life. I am not, yeah. but in my work, I value excellence and I work really hard at making sure everything is done. Well, it's true. But what I've noticed is we moved into this house and because we're getting settled and I'm doing new work that I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've watched on my um social media, but I've been talking about the the difference between being lazy Mm -hmm. and being fearful, Mm -hmm. that those are two different things, but sometimes we conflate them, we combine them, and we think that we're lazy when really we're just afraid to move forward because we're afraid we'll fail, or we're stuck because we don't know how to proceed forward. Yeah. So we just sit, and then we think we're lazy, but it's not about really about laziness, it's about fear Mm -hmm. of knowing how to move forward next. Okay, great. So I had all that stuff going through my head. And what I started to notice was I was so obsessed with our kitchen being clean. Leslie, three times a day. And I was pissed if I found one little speck of grease on the stove. I was like, just clean this damn thing. And I was cleaning it again. And I thought, I didn't even realize it was happening for a while. I literally believed everyone was out to get me. Yes. I really believed. I feel like they're just doing this. It's just, why are they doing this? Mm -hmm. And then I realized that I was being an asshole. It just came to me one day. You are very focused on this kitchen. Wonder if it might be about something else. Because I sort of live by the principle If you're not the problem, then there is no solution. Mm -hmm. Once I figured that out, I eased off of it, backed Mm -hmm. off it and was like, I'm going to let it go. I am lazy and fearful. Both. I am both. Double whammy. Double whammy. Actually, honestly, I think what you said is right. When I feel fearful, 
I get paralyzed. And when I get paralyzed, I just want to like do something else. Whether That's it, what I'm saying. That's not lazy. But I actually think I am lazy. <laughs> like I'm an Enneagram nine. I love to lay around and just veg. I'm not going to be out being like, like you, you're going to paint the whole dang house and then go to Target and get new. Like that wears me out just even thinking about it. So like you do have, to me, lazy is uh, without energy. So wherever you're channeling, your energy is all not lazy to me. I mean, I look at you and go, uh, never been lazy a day in his life. But I'm curious if you're talking about actual true to the core of you laziness, or I like to lay around because liking to lay around isn't lazy. I mean, I guess at work, I work really hard. You do. I watched you. But I, when I get home, like you're getting this for me right now. I'm not at my peak. I'm not at my best. I'm worn out. I am drained to the lowest amount of energy I can possibly have. I don't want to do anything, which means I don't do laundry. I don't clean up. I don't cook. Like my house is a wreck. I can't do more than what I've just done at work. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I don't know if that's lazy or just a personality. I don't, I don't know if it's personality or whatever. And the truth is I don't really care as far as does that mean a person is something bad or deficient or whatever? No, because it's not all about accomplishing. I was just talking to someone uh, recently who's going through a kind of a complicated time. Mm -hmm. And in everything that he can control, he's getting A's, like an A+. Mm -hmm. In what he can't control, life is really difficult. So I don't think we should be graded on what we can't control. I think yeah. we should just be graded on what is within our ability to manage or do. Now, is cleaning the house, cooking, cleaning, all that? Yeah, it's within our capabilities, but also you want to live. And if you're tired and you're coming home, this might be a season. It might be, or has it been a 30-year season? Um, I don't know. I think you're completely because right. When your kids were young, you had to go, right? Right. I, I mean, you were taking care of those babies and getting them baths and mm -hmm. doing all the things. Yeah. I think I'm a bad example of what you're trying to say, because I really am lazy. If you saw my bedroom, my upstairs, um, yeah. you saw my kitchen counter right now, like that, I am lazy. <laughs> I just, and I'll, I'll end here and we can yeah. talk about something else, but I just know that what I, my experience of you is a person who gives a person who loves well, a person who takes time to express themselves in order for others to get better or to feel seen or to feel not crazy. And all of that stuff to me has such great value because a lot of people don't do that. That is all stuff that requires energy. Sure. For me, the house cleaning isn't a uh, look how much energy I have. It's, it's ADD and a clean home and clean spaces help me feel. But if you saw my car, you'd be like, oh shit. Cause my car is not clean <laughs> at all. And I, I don't care. Yes. <laughs> there could be a sandwich in the back seat, half eaten, sit there for six weeks. And I'm like, cheers. Mm -hmm. I just think everybody needs to stop being so hard on themselves. We're all doing our best. Oh my God. Yes. I agree with you. Well, you know, we are doing our best. I think a lot of times, I think you're right too. Like for me, being called lazy isn't necessarily like for you, that is like your fear. 
I'm not lazy. I work, right? Like I'm a, you know, those Mm -hmm. are the things. So you're right. It does come out of fear for me. Lazy is, yeah, I am. But for me, um, it's weird because it it sounds the same, but it's different. Like I want to do a good job. So if that is, I am in charge of a brownie troop, then I'm going to do a good job at that. But my house is going to be a disgusting mess. Or I got it. I have to now work full time and be in charge of my own 401k and insurance and all that. That takes all my energy. And then when I get home, I can't, but I'm doing my best. Like I'm doing a good job. Right. So like, yes, I think whatever our fear is, is kind of comes out in like an insult to us. Like, you know, whatever it is, it feels like an insult to us when it's not, it's coming from a place of fear. And some people are wired differently. I mean, mm-hmm. we have to acknowledge that, that first of all, there's the whole idea that America is different than a lot of countries. You go yes. over to Spain and they don't even start their day till like 11, yes. you know, <laughs> and then they work and then they eat something around five and then they might work a couple more hours and then they're mm-hmm. out till 1am partying. It's mm-hmm. how that works. And then there's how everybody's wired different. I mean, some people are just wake up and they just kind of go like Chris is, he is always happy. Like 99.9% of the time he wakes up in a good mood. He doesn't seem to be someone who requires like getting fired up to go and get something done. He just Mm -hmm. does, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think that's learned. I think that is how he's built. Yeah. And it's wonderful. And I it love is. it. So yeah. good. But I think for the people who aren't built that way, I think we just beat ourselves up that we are somehow not enough. And I think those are old damn tapes. Totally. Mine are. Yeah. It just hit me what my fear is. I can pinpoint it now. It's uh, um, disappointing people, period. So yeah. I spend all of my time trying to please everybody. And then when I get home, I feel lazy. And it's just because I'm so worn out from it. That's what it is. Found it, pinpointed it. Yeah. So I wonder if you got that further under control, if you would be less exhausted. Probably. I would probably have more energy. You know what I mean? I need to like dust my shoulder off. Because you pinpointed that shit? Yeah. I I think that's that's a hundred percent what my thing is. Then it is. Guys, we've had an aha moment here on Fire Away. Finally, Leslie is figuring her shit out. And me and all the sparklers have a prayer chain separate from you. And we've been praying for this moment. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help her figure it out. Yeah, that's it. I spend all day trying to make everybody happy that when I get home, lazy comes out. And I actually mm-hmm. love it because I don't have to do anything. I don't have to please yeah. anybody. I don't. I can just be like, <sighs> yeah. thank God it's over. You need to be in an environment like I was in in Flint, Michigan for seven years where everyone just hates you and there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) I mean, I'm not kidding. I'd be up there leading worship and there are people like this in the front row, (laughs) not singing and just staring at me like they hated me and I didn't do anything to them. Right. I'll tell you, seven years of getting your ass kicked like that and you kind of come out, not that I don't care what people think because I do, but not Mm -hmm. nearly like I used to. Yeah, that that wore a lot of it out of me. God. Well, as I like to say, you're 10 years ahead of me. So maybe I'll I'll get with it in the next couple. Yeah. When you're 52, you're going to be like, I cleaned my house. I painted that wall. I did some laundry. 
Yeah, man, that all paralyzes me. I just I didn't make my it. bed till three o'clock today. Whoa, I don't make my bed ever, ever. Okay, I want to turn a corner. We got to talk about some Christmas. Okay, great. I, I love Christmas. Me too. And I love Christmas. I didn't get that impression. I thought you were just well, I don't like, go man. crazy. I'm not like crazy, crazy Christmas, but my house is all decorated. I think about my presents in advance. I get excited about those. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not like 24-7 with the Christmas music and oh Christina Aguilera Christmas album. Love you, Christina. Here's a kiss for you. Here's a kiss for you. That has to be uh, the name of this. That has to be. <laughs> I swear, with a mistletoe. <laughs> yes. We say it enough throughout this podcast, then we can make that the title. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, so anyway, I saw this TikTok and I've sent you a couple to look I've at. Seen it. Of the flying drummers in one of the mega churches. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 And the guy that originally posted it sort of, he didn't post it to say, look how stupid mega church is. He was just like, huh, look at this. He just <laughs> thought it was funny. Yeah. Well, what ended up happening is people jumped on it. were like, the church is stupid. My God, why would you ever do that? The comments are hilarious. People are <laughs> like, oh my God, my favorite part of the Christmas story is when the flying drummers went around the baby Jesus in the manger. Oh. I mean, the comments alone are hilarious on TikTok. And then I saw this video of the Grinch and it was literally started with the Grinch at this big organ, like doing the Phantom of the Opera, you know, (laughs) and then it goes into Michael Jackson's thriller. All of these zombies come out and they're all like, I I don't know what this has to do with Christmas, but they all come out on stage and are doing their like, you know, whatever and walking weird. And and they all get into the setup of the thriller dance, the zombie dance, Mm -hmm. and they dance it. Meanwhile, a guy comes out in a Michael Jackson coat rapping the Grinch is bad the Grinch ain't good you know it's like all of this I'm just watching it like this like what is happening right now this is a Christmas program at one of the largest churches in the nation with the Grinch that was a church thing oh yeah swear to God yes Church on the Move in like Kansas or... Oh, Church on the Move. Yes, yes. And it's like, apparently it's like a decade ago they did this because it said posted 11 years ago on YouTube. You can look it up. It's just, I typed in Grinch Michael Jackson Church. O M L D G. (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, what what do we expect for a church, a Christmas Eve service? Well, and this is where I've said that I don't want to be judgy. Right. But it seems like it has to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was a part of all that for a long time. Mm -hmm. But when stuff like that came across the table, I would just feel so conflicted. Like, why are we doing this? Well, here's the What's thing. What's the why? A savior was born in a manger, in a barn with hay. It was not flashy. That is the premise of the whole thing is that it, Jesus was born into this humble yeah. experience. And here we are flying drums. 
we've made it about something else. But well, not only flying drum, he, did you see him? He had like LED lights like all across his chest and legs. There we are, the consumers, just like that's where we're going to go to church. I mean, it's a mega church. People are going and they're consuming it. That's what they want. Is I don't it, know. I feel like it's the reverse is it's what we're telling them they want. Yeah. So we're yeah. conditioning them. And I think that we're thinking the young people will love this. But I'm telling you right now, my daughter and every one of her friends her mm-hmm. age would be rolling their eyes or would be rolling, laughing at how stupid it all was. Yes. And be like, oh my God, you don't know us at all. (laughs) Yes. So dumb. I think they would more appreciate walking in an old church with stained glass windows and just hearing the Christmas story simple. What's this? It's the pendulum. Yeah. They say the boomers are the ones that love the entertain me worship. And it's now Gen Z that's like, we don't want fake. We don't want the show. Give us authenticity. Give us tradition. Give us what it's about. I think that it's all about putting the next generation on our shoulders and going with them. That's, to me, how the greatest story ever told keeps getting told through the lens of what they can, they relate to. Happy birthday, Jesus. Here's a flying drummer. Oh, you know what it is? What is it? It's this. Are you pinpointing something else? I think. I don't know. We are, okay, used to, we would take pictures of things that happened to us. So we go to Disney, take a picture, move on, go get on Space Mountain. That was it. Now we go to Disney to take a picture. But that's what church is doing too. Like they're thinking of that that Instagram reel that's going to be shared and what it looks like because that's what we think is real. And it's not. We're we're creating this. Yeah. And it's not real. Yeah. Well, and I would even say that in some ways we've co-opted authentic stories. We're creating these, what we're calling authentic moments with these stories of somebody who's gone through a hard time and literally we're sitting in teams. I've been a part of them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. looking for like, who's got the story who went through something awful. And it'd be like, can we not interview that person that lost her child two weeks ago? Right. Oh, I'm about to tell a story. Okay. So we had a weekend in a service that I was in one time on grief And these two people had lost their daughter. I loved them to neuroblastoma. And I was doing the interviewing. Mm -hmm. Leslie, it's one of the best things that I've ever been a part of in ministry. Mm -hmm. Because when I sat with them, I thought, I'm just not going to expect us to get to some happy place because their daughter's dead. Right. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. And so I was asking them for the freedom to tell the honest to goodness story. Now, these two, they told the damn story and Mm -hmm. it was heart wrenching, Mm -hmm. very, very sad. And then there was a moment I asked them if I could pray for them. Yeah. And while I was praying for them, the cameras were running. She was weeping. So when we edited this video, we left that part in because we were talking about teaching people how to grieve mm-hmm. that as believers or the hope of Jesus or whatever you want to say does not mean no tears does not mean that you have to get to a happy place. Right. Yeah. But after we watched that in rehearsal, someone said to me, that is so sad. 
I didn't know it was going to be that sad. And the only thing I could say was, their daughter's dead. (laughs) That's sad. Mm -hmm. She was three and she's dead. I mean, it was just so strange. But I feel like sometimes those churches go to that place too, where they want to sanitize these stories and give a happy ending. Mm -hmm. When I was in Flint one time, this guy gave a testimony about being addicted to porn and how it was ruining his relationship and his life. Mm -hmm. And it ended with, yeah, it's been really tough. It's something that I struggle with every day. And then he walked down like, that's it. That's it. And I I was like, yes, that was like the best, like the end. That's the end of his story. Not so what I've done is (laughs) here's how it all got fixed. It's like, can we just be honest and say, we're all just effed up, Mm -hmm. broken, messed up people trying to do the best that we can. And sometimes we're really, really great and successful at things. And sometimes we just aren't. Right. You know, let's all stop pretending. The end. Yeah. You're exactly, that's it. Yeah. It's so true. And Christmas, I mean, doesn't that give us permission to not have to have it all together because hope is coming? Yes. And it has nothing to do with what we've accomplished how many presents we've wrapped, what kind of dinner we put together, who's coming, who's not coming, all the hustle and bustle. Totally. Nowadays, people are like getting their, uh, you know, I've got a special gown that I want to wear when I have this baby and I want my, do my hair, do my makeup, have a, a professional photographer in the room. And you think, and then Mary had a baby in a barn and yeah. cow poop and hay and all of that. We've lost hope. And like, to me, it's like, let's bring it back down to what it's about yeah. instead of just glamorizing it. You know, That's why I love those videos of the behind the scenes of like, it's usually on SNL or something. Some girl having a baby and she's screaming. Exactly. You pooped on a table in front of your friends and family. And that's how it all went down. Let's be real. And then the next picture of them is with a crown and a baby and a boa around their neck. Look at my baby and my brows are on point. Perfect. Here's a kiss for you. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. Like, let's just stop with it all. Stop with the hands on our hips pictures. Stop with the flying drummers. Stop. Just be you. Just be ourselves. Whatever it is, be yourself. But what if myself is making sure I get that good selfie just perfect? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, jeez. Well, let's see. We have figured out Christmas. We have figured out judgmental people, laziness, fear. What's your favorite Christmas movie? (laughs) I'm sorry. My favorite new favorite Christmas movie is Love Actually. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen it? I can't get into it. I've tried and I know everybody likes it. I can never get into it for some reason. I love it. You're going to need to give it another shot. Uh, Like I've given Yellowstone another shot. Here's to six episodes in. My God, who even are you? Mm, Do you like it? I, then we're going to get back to love actually. Okay. (laughs) Yellowstone. Yes, I like it, but I think there are some really, really corny moments where mm-hmm. the writing is just bad. There, I don't know if you remember, because you're probably five seasons in, right? Yeah. Okay. But there was a couple, and they're attached to the side of a cliff where they've fallen off because a bear chased them. I remember this, yes. Yeah. Okay. 
And this guy comes up there to rescue them. And he like looks over. He's got a rope in his hand. He's a cowboy. Rip. Mm -hmm. Rip. So Rip says to them, is this your boyfriend? That's one of the first things he says to the lady. Is this your boyfriend? And she's like, yes, please save us. He doesn't speak English or what? He's like, he doesn't speak English. He's like, no, no. And he's like, how did you guys get here? <laughs> oh. like, Throw that damn rope down there. Throw my rope. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, see what happened was <laughs> we got off the beaten path. We got a little lost. We ran into a bear. So dumb. So there's some of that, but the overarching theme is, yes, it's very interesting. And the the character, Beth, I can't even with her. <laughs> she, I'm, I, I think that I'm supposed to feel bad for her because of her troubled childhood. I had one too, <laughs> and I'm not the devil incarnate. Yes, you know? exactly. And Kevin Costner is a murderer. Yes. And again, so I, it's just like I'm watching really, really awful people mm -hmm. who do awful things. And I keep having this thing in the back of my head whenever you see a tender moment with Kevin Costner and his grandson that I'm like, he murders people or has people murdered. It's kind of like you have to take this thing as a, and I never watched this, this show, but it's like The Sopranos. It's about the mafia. I mean, yeah. This is like the Western hee-haw mafia. You're exactly. And then at night they come home and have family dinner and it's somehow mm -hmm. like endearing. It's hard for me to believe that it's set in, you know, 2020 or 2018 or whenever it began, mm -hmm. because it feels like something that would have happened 150 years ago where people would actually just pull out a gun and shoot somebody. Mm -hmm. But I haven't given up on it. And it's not because I'm necessarily trying not to give up on it. It's because mm -hmm. there is something about that I like. So mm -hmm. who knows what I'll end up taking from it, if anything. What do you like about it? I love the idea of like living on a ranch with all those mountains around you mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That's kind of cool. Um, I think I just want them to turn out okay. Like I want them to be good people. And I like keep looking for that. I think that's what I keep looking for is like the goodness in them. Yeah. And sometimes you'll see it. Yeah, you do every once in a while. Yeah. Nobody's all one thing, but right. like they're killing people. For sure. I mean, you know, but they, that's but the they all are like all of them. Like you've got the, you know, there, there's the balance. Yeah, right. I know that, but they're all doing it. So they're all it's killing fine. each other. It's yeah. fine. I mean, I'm not justifying. I'm just saying it's not just the Duttons. <laughs> it's like literally everybody in town's killing each other. Yeah, it's what we do. Here's a kiss for you. <clears throat> Here's a little kiss for you. Well, it's interesting. That's yeah. for sure. But anyway, Love Actually. Here's why it's my new favorite Christmas movie. I mean, of course, I love Elf. Like. Elf mm -hmm. actually makes me get teary every time he flies over Joby in the back of Santa's sleigh. Mm -hmm. The music swells there and I'm a goner. Mm -hmm. Same with E.T. when he rides his bike across the moon. Okay. Love Actually. That movie, I had seen it a few times and I really loved it. Well, when Chris and I were falling in love, 2020, end of the year, met him on my 50th birthday, November 20th. Mm -hmm. So three weeks later, like I'm crazy about this man, just mm -hmm. crazy about him. And he was here in Cincinnati and I was in Indianapolis. And I was like, I'd really love to see this movie with you or whatever. He was like, let's watch it. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, let's watch it. I'm FaceTime. Oh. I'm not even kidding. We watched 
the and it's not a hour and a half movie it's like two hours and 15 minutes or mm-hmm. ten or two hours and 10 minutes something like that we watched the whole movie i sat in the floor mm-hmm. when you're in love mm-hmm. new love you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like what sit on this bed of nails for two and a half hours absolutely Never no problem it. won't even feel yeah. it are you comfortable so comfortable i'm fine yeah, yeah. I sat on the hardwood floor in front of that TV, mm-hmm. had my face timer on the TV screen mm-hmm. so we could see it together. And then every once in a while, I would chime in and be like, mm-hmm. that is blah, blah, blah. And that's in tell him <laughs> what was happening. So he actually, I didn't realize it until later, has screenshots of me like my finger pointing at stuff <laughs> and like my face around the corner with the TV screen in the background. Yes. <laughs> so it is now going to be a tradition for us to watch that movie every year. I love that. Yeah. That's sweet. I love all the Christmas movies. I don't think there's one I don't like, but like kind of the off brand ones that I like is um, while you were sleeping with Sandra. I've Bullock. seen that one time and that's it. And I liked it. That's really good. And then the yeah. second one is the holiday. With love, I just saw that movie six, Duval. eight months ago. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. That Winslet, yes, yes, that, that cottage is like my dream home. Yeah, like living okay. there, like that is my dream home. Okay, so yeah. I always say, if you want to know what I want to live in, it's the cottage on the holiday. That was a really cute movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, really did like that one. Yeah, and have you seen that new one, Spirited? I saw half of it fell asleep, but it's really cute. I thought it was Is really it? cute. Yeah. Okay. I just fell I asleep because I was yet. exhausted. I need to finish And what it. about the new version of the Christmas story? I haven't seen it. I'm Is telling it you, I, yeah, I am behind. I wonder if it's good. Is it getting any good reviews? I think so. I think everybody's loving it. I don't know if I'll watch it. I don't know why I feel like I won't. Like I I'm not it. just going to say that I will. I feel like I'm probably not going to watch it. Okay, know. I'll watch it and let you know if it's good or if you should or why you should. I'll make And a then if PowerPoint. you like it and you tell me it's good, I'll watch it in seven years. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You and my sister both. You're both exactly the same in that category. Will not she watch is. what I recommend. My sister would not usually watch what I watched because maybe once or twice, and I knew she liked a happy movie. She liked Mm -hmm. a movie with a happy ending. Mm -hmm. I gave her a movie that didn't end happy. And she called me and she was pissed. The credits rolled and somebody was dead. She was like, that's the ending? Yes. So then she was like, forget it. That movie in the 90s with John Travolta called Angel and he had those stupid wings. I don't remember what that was called angel. You are old now. Yeah. Whatever. I swore. You're old. You did it. You did it. You've called it angel. What was it called? Michael. Michael. (laughs) I so wish this was a moment with your kids where you're like, you remember that movie with John Travolta wings. They'd be like, (laughs) wings was a sitcom back in the nineties. I don't know. It's like, Oh no, it was called angel. (laughs) Well, I swear to God, I would never watch that movie again. In the Moorhead Cinema, I said, I will never watch that movie again. I cried. I hated it. I sobbed. And it was just like, never again. What ends up happening? Does I don't remember. I think something like, I mean, it was bad. It was a sad ending and it broke my heart. I was like, I will never watch that again. (laughs) Okay. Try this one on for size. The operative word here is size, because have you ever seen the movie The Crying Game? No. Okay. 
I know this movie came out in like 1992 mm-hmm. because I saw it at the theater with my ex-wife on one side and my mother on the other side. Now, we went to the theater mm-hmm. just to go see a movie. We didn't know what was playing or whatever. We showed up. There's a movie poster and it's a woman with a gun. I'm thinking, oh, it must be a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. The first like 15 minutes is a lot of like something with the KGB and there's this woman who you think is like maybe a prostitute and running around and you're just kind of like, God, this feels dark and heavy and I don't even know what's happening. And then finally this man comes over her house and they start with the making out and all that. And I'm just like, dear God, my mother is sitting right next to me. You know what I mean? That feeling. Yeah. And then it's like, here they go. She's got like on a silky robe <laughs> and it starts panning down, panning down. And you see like sort of the chest. I'm like, I'm just like, mom, oh, no, And it gets all the way down to the nether regions and it's a penis. It was a penis. And Leslie, I don't know how big that is in real life, but on the silver screen, when you're just shooting a penis, it was like three feet wide and six feet long. Oh, your little mom. My mom literally, here's what I heard from my mom. Oh my gosh. And I was like, we can leave. We can leave. Like, we can leave. And I was like starting to get up and she goes, we aren't going anywhere. Someone might see me. And she had on a t-shirt, swear to God, that said, it looked like a Pepsi symbol. And it said, Jesus, the choice of the next generation. (laughs) Oh my God. The crying game. Well, there you go. I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening, but I did when it got to the (laughs) chest and and the robe was just open a little bit. I thought, oh, we're dealing with little bubbies here, but I didn't know. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) Uncomfortable. And listen, (laughs) here's a kiss for you. Listen. The movie never got any better. It was awful. It was like psychological craziness. And by the end, she'd cut off all of her hair and was wandering around in like a stupor on heroin or something. And that movie got such wonderful reviews. Whoa. It's terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, Matt. Thank you. I hope that really conveys to our listeners because I hope they laugh that hard. Well, and if you want to recreate this moment, you can order the crying game and just probably watch the first 20 minutes of it see for yourself. Just see it for yeah. yourself. Yeah. And just to get to that part and imagine my mom saying, oh, my gosh. L-D-A-G. That is a perfect LDG moment. That's mm-hmm. it. Times 10. Oh, hi, sweetie. Are you bringing food? Yeah. That's so nice, Chris. Look at this. Look at this. Little Sammy. He said, "Little Sammy." 
It's a whole like hamburger or something. It sure is. God. Well, let's go so we can eat. That's it for us today on Fire Away. We'll be back with more seriously funny conversations next week. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com podcast fire away and on Instagram at fireway underscore podcast. And watch us via video on our YouTube channel and fire this podcast off to a few friends. Three more episodes. Three more episodes. Leslie, hit us with a little fire away. Fire away. Chloe, hit us with your little fire away. Fire away. Matt, hit us with a little fire away. Fire away. Merry Christmas. Hey, don't stress out while you're buying all your stuff and hustling around and keep your road rage under control. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Stressed? And all of you ladies out there that would say, it's my job to make this whole thing happen and I'm sick of it. Let me tell you something. It is Jesus's job to make it happen. It is. He already did it. Actually, Mary's. She pushed it out. (laughs) So then I'm I'm screenshotting your face when you say she pushed it out.